we are, Steve Trevino and Captain Evil. You look beautiful as always. Thank you, sir. Wearing, wait, wait, wearing, uh, do I have some side boob or something? Because no, you're no, kind of looking, looking sideways. At, I don't know what's going on there. It's like a little Thai thingy thingy yeah, thing. But, yeah. Um, good. Yeah. You, you look like uh, uh, an old prom queen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. Homecoming. Homecoming queen. Um, golly, who you know, I, I don't even know where to begin. It's been... Uh, a crazy hell of a couple of days. It's been a crazy year. We should begin by thanking our sponsors. That's where we should begin. That, go for it. Go for it, me? Yep. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Aztec Chevy. If you're going to buy a car, buy a car from Aztec Chevy in Beville. They will help you find what you're looking for. Well, I'm so excited because our neighbor, um, Joe Jackson, he ordered a Yukon uh-huh. from... Um, Aztec Chevrolet and it just so happened that the exact Yukon that he was trying to order was already coming in so oh sweet yep we and they're going to deliver it to Joe right in his driveway with paperwork he doesn't even have to go into the dealership That's which awesome. is the future so awesome. I I have been I'm not a um I'm not a guy that that has that I love my truck and I've been driving my truck since um, 2015. I love my truck. Um, I've done all kinds of cool stuff to it. And, I mean, and I ran it into a pole at a gas station and you got it fixed. You love this. I love that truck. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, we are getting to the point where, where I need, I need a new vehicle. Yeah. So I went ahead and ordered, um, a Yukon XL AT4 from Aztec Chevrolet. And I got to tell you the process so easy yeah right i i literally built it on the gm website and then i shared the link um with jerry and the team at aztec and did you get like, their approval because i don't know all the colors and the bells and whistles you picked out like, i showed I, you i hope it like looks good when it gets here it's i hope that, you got someone's approval <laughs> it's that gunmetal it's the gunmetal gray i showed you yeah. that the, yeah, the yeah. metallic or whatever they call it uh, so it's a beautiful color um i i i'm excited because i have my truck has been paid off for a long time, you know, and, and, um, I, I guess we should be honest, but, um, my, the, the, our CPA uh-huh. Jose was like, um, you need to spend some money and you need to buy a new vehicle and I don't have anything on my credit Yeah. because I, I pay everything off and then I don't, I don't, I don't have credit cards. I don't have, yeah. I've just never been that guy. And in order to have good credit, we should talk about that one time on the on the podcast. About and, the crazy mess that is credit? Yeah, you know, and, and how credit works. And I've learned a lot as to the crazy part is if you if you if you get a credit line and then you pay that credit line off very quickly, that's actually negative on your credit. Yeah. Which drives me fucking it's so stupid and it's such bullshit. I should be labeled as somebody very responsible. Right. Right? Had a five-year loan, paid it off in two and a half. That should be a positive mark. Yeah. No. In order to have amazing credit, uh, Rick, did you know this? You need like five different lines of credit that you pay on monthly. That takes you to uh, 800. Did you know that, Rick? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's, It's the opposite of being responsible. Yeah. And then you got to keep track of all of them. So you just got to put them on automatic pay. 
Um, but the, the point of what, I don't know how we got distracted, I don't but know. The, the point is that, that if you are, shoot, Austin South, you can buy a car from Aztec Chevrolet and they will take care of you Yeah, and they will deliver it and they will make it very, very easy for you to get the vehicle that you want. I know on the lot right now, they have a 2,500 Denali GMC, um, 2022 that, that just got on the lot. It's crazy. Is that a truck? It's a truck. Yeah. I, I post it. On Facebook, uh-huh. and then like a day later, it is gone. Sold. Vehicles are moving. So, yeah. Aztec Chevrolet, of course, our friends at Pick Cherries. Um, we love Stu and all the team at Pick Cherries. It allows you to share podcasts like never before. You yes. can listen to it ad free. Download the app ad free, and you're helping us out more than we can tell you. Also, Old Salt Coffee, veteran owned and operated. Please buy your coffee from our friends at Old Salt. Um, we actually need more. We're running out of ours. I know. Of what? Uh, coffee? Ca- yeah, because we, we have a cabinet full of it, and I just pull it down and fill up the pretty jar, refill the pretty jars. We need it, and um, our stash is running low, so we need to stock up again. It is it is running low, so we need, we need a little bit more of the Old Salt coffee. I'm trying to think, um, I'm trying to think what, where we need to catch back. I mean, it has been... Where you've been? Well, you... It's been a whirlwind, and... And I, if I'm being honest, I was honest, like, let me look at the calendar actually to remember like what cities you've been in. Legit. Well, like, well let me let you? me be honest really quickly yeah. because um, I I've I've had a a terrible morning. Um, and 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 I'll tell you why. I, I will be honest. We have to be honest on this podcast. I I'm, I'm I was like, <laughs> did you, Rick? I'm glad you said it out loud because I was like, <gasps> I no, didn't know I'm, we were gonna do this. I'm very very frustrated because. I wanted to go to theaters so that I could spend more time at home. Yeah. And the goal was to go to these theaters, then I can work more, more people. I can do more and I can perform in front of more people one day as opposed to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes. And the goal was ideally, yes. ideally was let's eliminate Thursday. I don't have to leave my family till Friday. I do Friday. I do Saturday. I'm home Sunday. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. It's a great schedule. However, I told the team, I said, guys, I don't, I can't do 1500 seaters. We're going to, I need bigger theaters. We need, you know, every market that we had been going to in the comedy clubs, we were selling anywhere between 2,500 and 4,000 tickets. Yeah. And the numbers are there. My yeah. team sees those numbers and I go, guys, well, Steve, slow down. And we don't want to not sell out. Let's just do these 1500 seaters. Well, not only are we selling out, now we're adding shows and we could have added more shows, but now we can't because we have now literally run out of days because so now when I was supposed to be working Friday and Saturday because of this theater move, not only am I working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the crazy part is (laughs) I am now flying all over the country because we're having to make things work. Yeah. You know, like for example, last week was Dallas. Um, last week we did, what do we do? Odessa. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And Amarillo. Yes. That's what we did last week. Yeah. Well, Dallas sold out so fast and Amarillo was already booked on that Saturday and Odessa was already booked on that Thursday. So, and then we couldn't do two shows in one night. So now I'm doing Dallas again on a Thursday. 
when I was only supposed to work, it's just been a mess. And I've been, I've been so frustrated about it because, you know, it, it's breaking my heart, you know, because <clears throat> Garrett is missing me. I'm missing him. My daughter's missing me. I'm missing her. And I'm like, guys, I told you. Yeah. I told you this would happen. I knew it would happen. And now I'm actually, now with this theater tour, I'm actually working more. Yeah. Instead of less. And it's I'm like, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm going crazy. <clears throat> well, and you know. to play devil's advocate, um, I mean, I, I agree with your sentiments. And then when you started talking about Garrett and Delilah missing you, my eyes got all watery and emotional because I, I, I'm experiencing the weight of that at home. But, but to play devil's advocate, when you make the jump from, a, from comedy clubs to a theater, there's a lot of factors we didn't anticipate. Like if we're talking numbers and cents, theaters have way more expenses than a comedy club does. And, um, you know, everyone was kind of, I guess, trying to play it safe, but in markets where we knew you sold more tickets, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean, Ontario, Ontario is one of my favorite places in California. I love those people. And that show is a month away, already completely sold out. We're already adding shows. So now in Ontario, where I knew we could do a theater, we are now going to do, I'm going to end up doing nine shows. When I could have done one in a 5,000 seater and been done if my team had believed in me, well, you and, know, and, I, and think... I said, guys, I know what I'm talking about. So now I'm in Ontario, like this week, for example, oh my gosh, I literally drove in from the airport right now. Today's, today's Wednesday. I flew out to Ontario, uh, to Orlando to do a private gig last night. I got home today and then tomorrow I'm driving to Dallas, doing Dallas. Then I'm flying to Bakersfield, which by the way, thank you, Bakersfield. We could have added another show in Bakersfield, but because we don't have any more days, we didn't, right? Yeah. So now I'm doing Bakersfield on, on Friday, and then I'm flying across the country to Atlantic City to do two shows. Again. Except that it's brutal. There's not even a flight. You're not even telling the whole story. There's there's not a flight because Bakersfield is a small airport to get you to the closest to the Borgata in Atlantic City is going to be Philly is the closest, fastest we so, can get you there. You're Friday gonna... night after my show in Bakersfield, I have to drive to LAX, spend the night at LAX to catch a flight from LAX. Doesn't even get me into Atlantic City. I have to fly into Philadelphia to rent a car there to drive to the Borgata, to do two shows. To physically be at your show in Yes, time. and then to turn around, and then I have to fly back out of Philly. It's insane. And I, and I like, I hate to say it, because obviously we, we want you as much as we can get you, but I also know that the week is going to be so brutal. I almost want to tell you, like, stay a day and sleep in a dark hotel room with curtains where it's no, quiet. No, I miss my like, family too much. I miss my kids too much. I miss my wife too much. And, and, and you know, I, I hate... I hate that this podcast opened like this because I am feeling a little spoiled. I'm feeling a little selfish. I'm feeling, um, I'm just feeling very unappreciative right now. That, that, not appreciated, I feel like I'm being unappreciative. I'm very appreciative for the love and the support and the work and, 
and I feel so very lucky to have all of this work and 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 I know that there's people like my dad you know who woke up every day to work in the elements to to be a a pipe fitter and a welder hard hard work you know I so I mean I know I know that seems like the message you're sending out right now but anyone who comes to see one of your live shows knows that at the end of the show you dedicate it to the working man and woman because you know people work hard to buy a ticket to come see that show. You know, and and, and I also think that sometimes, you know, sometimes, I I remember there's a, you know, I'm a huge Kid Rock fan. I I, I love Kid Rock. And and, um, I've had the the pleasure and the opportunity to have met him and partied with him. And and he's everything that that you think he is. He's amazing. Um, But he had a line in there where he goes, uh, I forget what song it is, but he goes... He goes, I wish, I wish I had a job on some assembly line. And then he goes, and I bet you wish you had mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I just love that line because, you know, I think what we all need to realize is that, that with everything, with everything, there's, there is, you know, uh, good things and bad things. Pros with and cons. Pros and cons. And, and you know, I, I remember... Um, guys men would come and and hit my dad up and they would sit him down and they would say um you know they would say hey uh um joe we really think that you should start your own company you know you 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 know everybody and you hire and fire everybody for us and yeah you know you're pretty much running a company you know and and they would tell him like hey you know mr trevino you can make a lot of money if you own your own company yeah. And I would listen to these conversations and then, you know, that somebody would leave. And I remember telling my dad, I go, dad, why don't you do that? You know, they say you can make a lot of money. And my dad goes, son, I want to clock out. I want to clock out. I don't want to think about work once I clock out. Yeah. I want to know how much money I make every single week. I don't want to deal with payroll. I don't want to deal with a million different personalities. I want my weekends off for so that I can enjoy. I'm a very happy man being this. Yeah. You know, and there's got there's something very admirable about that what dad said. You know, and 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 for me, like man, I, I just want to be a comedian. I want to tell jokes. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people's days. I want I want people to be happy. That's all I want. And unfortunately with that comes a million different things, yeah. you know, which has been uh, something that I, I was not expecting that I did not, I did not know that, that getting to these theaters would lead to all the stress, you know, and, and all the, the craziness that comes with it, you know, um, Rick, do you, do you sometimes feel that way? Hang on. I hear someone calling me. Yeah, I mean, but, but but did you, you know, you wanted to do production, you wanted to do what you do, direct, produce, create. Did, did you expect everything that came with it or did it surprise you like it has surprised me? It surprises you and you're never content. Never, ever content. 
Is that part of the independent spirit of the entrepreneur? Uh, that makes you never content? Or do you think that there are self-employed entrepreneurs that are content? I, that's a, a solid question I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I, I think that you're never happy once you, you hit that plateau because it's not what you thought. Well, I, I mean, I will say that I am happy when I'm on stage. You know, I will say that... But that could that, be on stage for five people or for 1,500. That's 1, what I mean. It doesn't like, matter. Yeah. Like, I love being on stage. Yeah. And I love being a good... Stand, uh, trying to be a good stand-up. And I love, hopefully, um, making people leave inspired. Yeah. You know, I, I do like to inspire as well, right? I, I like to... I'm, I'm a teacher by nature, right? Yeah. I'm a, um, I'm a coach by nature. So I love being on stage and I'm very content with, with the love and the feeling of, you know, when people come to me with a big smile and they go, oh my gosh, we had such a good time. Yeah. You know, that's a hard part of the theater tour too. And I know we've talked about it on a lot of episodes that there's no, um, meet and greet anymore because the interaction after the show, those conversations is also what makes you feel happy and content. Well, and, and, you know, and, and I think that there is something to, um, you know, this, this podcast has kind of gone to happiness, right? That's kind of the topic of this podcast. But, you know, it is, it is the idea that, you know, is the grass greener on the other side? Well, we all right? know it's not necessarily, right? But, th but that's it's, what I love about your perspective. That's what I love about my stand-up, right? Because yeah. I think sometimes in our relationship, we go, would I be happier with a different woman? Would I be happier with someone who wasn't a Captain Evil? Yeah, well, but uh, but it, we're learning that they all are, right? <laughs> That's why we have become so successful. They are all Captain Evils. Um, but but you know what I mean. And 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 because of my stand-up, I think it makes you look and go, you know what? It's the same. Yeah. Right. I love my wife. Right. Oh, this will be a good one here. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you I, was know, say, I don't know if you can I, take this call. I don't think we've ever had uh, Larry Baker, GP Wildcat extraordinaire on the on the podcast. How you doing, buddy? Oh, my goodness. Are we live? <laughs> we are, yeah. we, yes, you are. We, we are live, uh, but I will I will call you back, my friend. I'm sorry. I usually text that. So it's a good time to talk. But anyway, you give me a call back. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's like call me back when it's a good time but not when i'm live no but but i think that 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 honestly is is why the stand-up resonates because people come to me and they say oh my gosh i don't feel alone yeah oh my gosh i do go through the same things that you go oh, you through, mean that right? crazy shit we we're going through is totally yep. normal and comical and funny yeah and we, and we can and we can laugh at ourselves you know, but, but yeah. I also, I mean, I think we all, we all live life and we all struggle the same struggles and we all try, you know, to be the best that we can. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's sad. I, I think that, that there is a huge group of humans that go, man, I got to get better and I got to do better. But I also think there's a, a there's a lot of humans uh, in this world that just go, I don't want to be better. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't, I could care less if I'm better. You know, I, I don't I, think people legit say, I don't want to be like, who, who I don't think the they, and says, I don't want to be better. Well, I, I don't think, think that they outward say that. I just think they don't make any effort to be better. And that could come with from being stuck defeat, from feeling. Yeah. Defeat. Like feeling from the odds are against you. Sure. For lots you of know, it, it, It's like, you know, people who are, I, my heart really goes out to the people who are, 
you know, and, and just this is one alley, but my heart really goes out to those people who, who are really overweight, right? That must feel so defeating. Yeah. You know, that must feel like, you know, I am not, I am uh, uh, way overweight, but I am, I don't, I'm not huge. However, I struggle with my weight yeah. and I work hard to lose this weight and I'm still not losing it. And, you know, I am doing, now I'm doing two a days, hour workouts in the morning and jujitsu. So I'm doing two a days now, trying to really step up my game, trying to really work harder. And, and it's frustrating because you get on the scale and you go, oh my gosh, like, is it working? Am I getting there? And then you're tired and then you got hurt the other day. Oh my gosh, you know? yes. And, and it's like, well, now I'm hurt. You know, so, you know, I, I really look at that person who's just huge and I can't imagine the, the defeat that they must feel. Yeah, it's like, well, you talk about you like know. we all bring baggage to the table and working through our emotional baggage. Like here, you're legit physically carrying. And, and, that, and that must be the same feeling with the people that, that are living check to check. Right, that that want to buy a house and can't, and and they just can't get that job going, and they just can't, you know, their car's always breaking down because they can't afford a nice car to get to to work, and then they yeah. finally get ahead, and all of a sudden, well, guess what? You need four new tires, yeah, and you need an oil change, and oh, like the game of life, you pull the card, <laughs> and they go, oh, you're game by yeah. the way your, your kid needs braces and it's like oh my gosh am i ever am i ever gonna get that house Who right down and says, i want to play life for fun right well we're all playing fucking life we don't yeah, have a choice different but even the people that go okay i want to buy a house this year and then every year you look and it's and the house prices keep going up and then well i screwed up my credit five years ago and and i can't catch a break on that credit because I screwed it up five years ago. Now I got to wait two more years to get it taken off. And yeah. well, I can't afford somebody to help me do that. So I, I can understand the feeling of, of, of the, the constant, like, oh my gosh, you know, but I always say 1%. Can you be 1% better? Yeah. Every day, just one little percent. 0.05% they say is enough to greatly separate you from the average person. Where have you heard this little factoid? I've never heard that, this that before. That is a, uh, a famous philosopher. Uh-huh. And maybe Rick has time <laughs> to figure out who said that. But, and the reason 0.05% makes you so much greater than the average person, because if the average person is working at 50% a year, uh-huh. right? And then that one year, you only went up 0.05%. Well, now you're at 50.05. Yeah, and then my super analytical Captain Evil brain is like, well, how do you quantify that 0.05%? Well, over 10 what years, does that mean? over 10 <laughs> years, that 0.05% has separated you from 50% to now, you know, 55%. So, compounding math, I got it. Right? You just keep you just keep getting better and you just keep getting further away from that average person. Yeah. And I mean, that's how I live my life, right? Can I get 1% better? Every day, yeah. every hour, every week, every month, every year. I, mean, I could get you know? 0.05% skinnier <laughs> every day. But that's what we're working on, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to continue to work out and continue to, to try to get that, that. Yeah, but then I buy bit. pull and peel Twizzlers and eat half a bag by myself. Oh my gosh, dude, you're the worst. <laughs> you, I, I like, I, I'm one of those guys that if I see ice cream in the fridge, 
I make a mental note and I go, okay, well, we got ice cream in the fridge. Or Renee will come home with ice cream and I'm like, okay, well, it's Monday. Renee came home with ice cream. <laughs> you know what? I'll just keep that in the back of my mind. And then Sunday comes and I'm, I'm watching football and I'm like, you know what? Let me go get a scoop of that ice cream. And then I go in there and it's fucking gone. I never saw you eat it. Okay, that's not true. But then I buy the healthy stuff. I bought that Halo Top, that like low carb, whatever, low sugar ice cream, and that that's just been in the freezer for decades. Oh my gosh, dude! You bought that tub, a tub from Sam's Club, of the salted chocolate caramels, and they're about an inch in diameter all the way around, and, and the tub is this big, this big, and I would go in the I would go in the pantry. I'm like, okay, let me get one. Right, I'll eat one, and then I'm like, okay, well, in a couple of days I'll have another one, and then like three days later, fucking gone. Not three days. It took me more than three days to work gone. our way through the big jug. I love how I said our way to work my no, way. And, through and the I'm like, hey, jug. where are the salted caramels? There's no way you ate them. And Renee's like, oh yeah, they're gone. I ate them. I just had to get them out of the house, and I haven't bought them since. I'm not buying any. So you're gonna punish jug. me? I get punished because I'm able to have one every two I days. I can't and have it in the house. With, you know, they sell those They sell those containers that have like a, a code uh-huh. and they fucking lock. Okay. And you can't open them for 24 hours. Okay. I know. I'll buy you one for your birthday filled with salted That's caramel. what I'm going to get for my birthday? Wow. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but no, it's, it's um, I don't know where this podcast is going, but... You know, we did have a wonderful time in Odessa. That's a, like a new theater. You'd played, the, was it the Hector again? The Hector, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and it's Hector. Is that how you say it? The I think Hector? so. Uh, Ect, uh, the Hector Theater. Oh. Uh-huh. Dad's been texting too. And I feel so bad too because like, I, I, I haven't even been able to like touch base with family lately. I mean, it's been yeah. crazy. Um, well, I have like four phone calls to make after this. Um, I talked to them yesterday. They're coming this weekend. Um, geez, Louise. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the Ector theater. So drove into Odessa and we had an amazing time sold out show. And, and I always love when, when, you know, and, and that's another thing that cracks me up is, is everybody so stressed out about, you know, did you get the advance? And, and, you know, they, they need, they need Timmy there at three o'clock and load in is at three o'clock. And I'm like, I'm not a band. There is no load in. Well, uh, uh are you going to do sound check? We, are you sure? And then we're like, well, no, we don't want to do, we don't need to do sound check. Are you sure? Are you sure? Can you send some? And I'm like, guys, stop stressing out about sound check. We're comedians. And then me and Timmy and Dave, we get there, mm-hmm. say hi to everybody. And you can literally feel everybody go. Oh. And we tell guys we're easy. Yeah. It's not hard. But then they come up to me and they go, oh my gosh, you're so easy. And we were so scared and we were so worried. Well, I, and, and I'm and like, what do they encounter that they're so stressed out? That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get to. Is yeah. like, what the fuck are they Happens dealing with? On a weekly basis. That they are so worried that everything has to be perfect. And then they, they meet me and then I, I shake all of their hands. Mm-hmm. I walk in, I shake everybody's hand and they're all like, uh, you know, I, the Dallas guys were so amazing. We ended up having, well, you know, Dallas, we had Liam and we had agents and we had managers and we had, 
we had friends and I mean, it was just kind of a, the green room was a party, right? Yeah. So, you know, they always, <laughs> they always give me a runner. Like there's always like somebody sitting there, you know, at my becking call for me to ask them to go do anything. And I, <laughs> I always just tip them and go easiest night of your life. <laughs> like I always give them 50 bucks and yeah. I go, you're not going to have to do anything today. And then you see them go, really? And I'm like, yeah, you don't do anything. Yeah. We're good. And yeah. then they'll come in and be like, uh, Mr. Trevino, do you, do you need me to do anything? And I'm like, I told you that you are good. Yeah. Well, in this particular case, uh-huh. um, uh, Eric came and, and Rick came and, and Liam came. Everybody came. So um, uh, Eric wanted tequila. Yeah. Uh, Jake wanted Jack Daniels. So we went up to the runner. We're like, hey, do you mind um, going to grab this for us? And she was like, oh, my God, I'll go get it right now, blah, blah. She was happy to do something, you know. Yeah. So, so then I tip her. And then the whole staff, I, I ended up giving them money. And then they were like, number one, artists don't even talk to us. Number one. Yeah. Number two, the fact that you gave us money to buy, because they were all going to have drinks after they were all talking about, oh, we're, gonna, we're all going to go have a beer. Yeah. And I gave them money. I go, beer's on me. But, and they were like, oh, my God. Not only do talent not talk to us, they don't give us money. Yeah. And, and again, like I go through the like, what nightmare must they go through that they're so on edge and so scared and so nervous when we get there? And then for them to come up to us and go. And, and there's times like, like that show. Mm-hmm. Where I felt like it was overwhelming. With all the people in the green room and everything? Where I felt yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm being a bit much. Yeah. Right? I'm being a little too much. You know? So that's, that's another reason I tip because I felt like I was being too much. Yeah. Right? But then they come up to me and they go, oh my God, what a great weekend and what a great night. And you, you and your team are so easy and, yeah. and blah, blah. So, you know, that's another thing that stresses me out is that, that they're stressed. <laughs> I'm not stressed. <laughs> My team is not stressed. Uh-huh. We're not worried about it. But then when they're stressed, you're like bracing yourself for impact because you well, don't know what you're going to write. Well, they're to. all, well, do you need this? And do you need that? And I need this. And are you sure? And is Mr. Trevino happy? And, and yeah. can Timmy come in and make sure that the green room is exactly the way he likes it? And, and it's like, guys. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Don't stress out. You're, you stressed out about me is making me stressed out. Yeah. I am not stressed out. Yeah. You know, but it, but it was such a fun night. In Dallas, the Majestic Theater. Oh my gosh. Oh my, that, that place is beautiful. I, I had a moment when I walked on stage and it took, it, it took my breath away. Yeah. I walked on stage and, it, whew, and I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. And I walked on stage and I was like, like I had a moment of like, wow. And I'll tell you why. So I'm working the Addison Improv. Uh-huh. million years ago. Yeah. I get to meet a guy named George Lopez. Okay. George Lopez, when I met him, was not selling out the entire weekend. He was at doing well at the clubs. Yeah. He was doing well. I, I think I would probably say that he almost sold out Thursday and then sold out the weekends and then almost sold out Sunday. Yeah. So he was doing very well. Yeah. Hard, you know, met George Lopez, I don't know, a year and a half later. He gets the George Lopez show uh-huh. and he just blows up because the promos are now running. Yeah. Right. And all his this face press is and his face is everywhere. Yeah. And the George Lopez show, the George Lopez show, the George Lopez show. He comes back into town to do the majestic to Dallas. Yeah. I'm still 
the door guy. Uh-huh. So I reach out to him and I say, oh my God, congrats. I have his number. I go, oh my God, congratulations. I would just love to see the show. Yeah. So he says, come on out. Your name will be on the list. Yeah. I'm like, great. Then he goes, if there's an issue, call me. I'm like, great. Little old me, no money. I go to the theater. I get to the box office. There is no ticket. Yeah. And I'm telling the lady like, oh no, Mr. Lopez. I have his number, you know. And then I text him. I'm like, hey, George, no ticket, no response. Hey, George, don't know what to do. No response, right? Yeah. And I show the lady, I go, this is his number. Like, look at the text, you know. And she goes, um, she goes, you know what? She says, I'm going to let you in. She says, I'm going to put you at the very top. I have one ticket up there. She says, you'll sit up there. She says, you're not going to be a problem, are you? And I said, no, ma'am. I said, I just want to see the show, right? Yeah. So I get up there and I sit and I watch this show. And I remember the feeling of, how do you get there? Here I am, a door guy, and going, how do you get to a point that you sell out the majestic theater? Yeah. You know, and George goes on stage, and the crowd goes crazy, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I just remember, I, re- I remember the seat I was in. I remember sitting there. I remember taking it all in. I remember watching George Lopez. I remember very clearly going, how do you do this? Wow, baby, now right. you're there, two shows, and you're on the stage, not in the back row. Exactly. And, and so I, all that was going through my mind when we were booking this majestic theater. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden it sells out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, right? So all that was going through my mind. And then I walk on stage, the crowd goes crazy, and I, I really had to take a breath. And, it, and I kind of look in that left corner where I sat and just uh-huh. like... You know, and, and by the way, which was even more beautiful is Allie. I put Allie on the show. <clears throat> which Allie? Uh, um, um, uh, are the opening act. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. She, I found her, just like me, yeah. <laughs> waiting tables at the Addison Improv. And I gave her a chance at the Addison Improv to go on stage. And I thought to myself, not only am I going to give her tickets to see me, uh-huh. I am going to put her on stage. Yeah. So we put her on stage. How'd she do? She did amazing. And she's such a she's such a funny, great girl, you know, and 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 so sweet and so appreciative. And and I, I just wanted to give her that. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 just to be clear in this conversation, I'm not upset with George, especially now. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, now, yeah. now no, that, I didn't think that at all. Yeah. Now that I know all that he must how have been nuts. going how through and how nuts it was and and, yeah, how many yeah. people were in the green room and how many people must have texted him or whatever. Yeah. I still got in. I still got to watch the show. Right. And I still got the feeling of, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, little did I know I'd be bitching about it going, Oh, if we would have just done a 5,000 seater and not the majestic, you know, <laughs> but, but it was, it was a really cool experience. Um, and it was, it was really great that Rick showed up and, 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 um, I'm bummed I, I was, missed it I was laughing because so Rick walks in the room and he's with my manager and he's with um, a big time agent from UTA uh-huh. and they walk in the room and I'm like Rick what's with the red polo shirt uh-huh. Rick what's with the slacks and he's like dude I showed up in shorts and a t-shirt and, and Leah, Leah made him change yeah, <laughs> Leah, 
Liam made reservations at freaking Morton Steakhouse and they have a they dress code. They let him in. So he had to go to Walmart to buy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he change back into his shorts and his shirt in your green room? No, no. You got to ask him. He's on the phone. He's, and, and, and he's so scared right now that I'm going to bring up something else, but I'm not. Um, but he also might have might have jumped because he did have to jump. But um, <laughs> it is it, well. You're turning the color of your polo. Um, but but it was it was just so great to have Rick there and Jake there and and you know yeah. we, we the energy was good. We had a wonderful time. Corey showed up and Megan really missed Nick Rolleston. I got to reach out to him. I don't know why Nick um, didn't show up. Said he was going to show up. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was, it was a wonderful night. And then from there, I had to haul ass to Amarillo and do my, my show in Amarillo. And then we get to Amarillo and there's this place called the Texan. Have you heard of this? No. What is it? Rick, have you, have you heard of the Texan? No. Dude, it, it's a famous Amarillo truck stop. It, 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 it's not a restaurant. It's a truck stop. It's a restaurant, but it's like a truck stop. It's like it's a, a restaurant that serves gas. It is like a a a kitschy uh, Cracker Barrel. There's like a, a there's like a store on one side. Okay. They they have they have like statues outside. They have a a, a limo with with like dummies in it. Like it, it, it's you walk in and there's freaking animal heads everywhere and, and it's just a crazy. Like if Duck Dynasty made a it, Bucky's. It kind of, <laughs> it is so hard to explain. It is like, it is like nothing you've ever seen before. All the waiters are wearing cowboy hats uh -huh. and cowboy shirts. Right. But then so it's a theme restaurant or no, is, they just legit dress that way. Uh, uh, it, it is, it is like a theme restaurant for Texas, but it's packed. <laughs> like everybody just goes there. So the food is good. Mm. It's, it's not terrible. <laughs> The, 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 the rolls, Garrett came with me. Garrett, uh -huh. Garrett goes, best rolls I've ever had in my life. The bread? He the was bread, into the carbs? The bread was freaking delicious. And that says a lot coming from a kid who takes his bread off of every yes. hot dog and hamburger he eats. The bread was delicious. Yeah. But if you don't know about this place, uh -huh. you walk in and there's a stage, but there's a dining table on that stage and there's a, it's a six top and then there's six clocks that go across the top. Are, what are they filming? Are they doing a podcast you, there? You have one hour to finish a 72 ounce steak and sides. And if you finish it, you get it for free. How big are these sides that go with this steak? 72 ounces. How big is a 72 ounce steak? Like, I don't even know how, like, like physically how much space does it take okay, up on the Okay, by the way, and I, I, I have no reason not to believe him. Uh-huh. Joe Jackson, same guy buying the Yukon, uh -huh. our neighbor, he said when he was playing ball for Baylor, he, he did it. He did it. He finished it. Okay, but show me because I don't even like first I have no idea how big is a 72 ounce steak. Well, remember the tomahawk that me and you split is like 38 ounces, 40 ounces, and that's like that. So that's half. That's like half. So 72 is like that. Right? We get there and this huge man is on, is on stage? stage just smashing it. And then they have a camera. You can YouTube it right now. <laughs> you can literally YouTube. They're Don't live right now. Finish watching this episode and then. They are, they are, they are live right now. 
They're we, live. It's live right now. In case anyone decides. Anybody to that wants to go watch it, live stream. <laughs> it, dude, it is it is the craziest thing. Like, hey, get up there and show everybody how filthy you are, right? Go go be a glutton in front of everybody. So this dude's up there by himself. Just by himself. Having a steak that realistically probably, what, four or five people could split? Yeah. Huge steak. And on the... Uh, here it is. Hold on, hold on. Uh, is this it? On their what? No, this is... The Texan, do they, um, talk, talk, talk. <laughs> what did Garrett think? Oh, Garrett just kept, kept asking questions. He was like, what's going on? Yeah. And how big is 72 ounces? And like, he really yeah. wanted to know. Here it is, the live stream. Somebody's there right now. Okay, what are the sides? That's what I want to know. What's today? Oh, that's August 7th. About, that's a long time ago, baby. Today's September 14th. Yes. Although when you're watching this, it will be the 16th. Three days ago. Three days ago. Three days ago. Five days ago. Look at this, dude. That, that's what it looks like. The outside. Okay. It looks crazy. It looks gas station vibe -ish. Yes. It, it is. It is. Uh, uh, Rick has to bounce. But yes. um, it was insane. But we had to go. Like, Dave had never been there. Uh -huh. I have been there. Dave and... You and, had been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. D Dave and, and Timmy had never been there. I have Garrett with me. I yeah. thought, you know what? Garrett needs to, <laughs> to see that. It's a really cool place. Yeah. Uh, the guy did not... He ended up with a to-go bag. <laughs> However, the stats are that uh -huh. only... Uh, look, it, it's insane. Um, How hey, many people have that... finished the 72-ounce challenge in Amarillo? To date, over 9,900 people out of about 69,000 people have attempted the challenge have accomplished this feat. According to the restaurant, when featured on TV show Man Vs. Food. All right, Google. Steve, I already read it. Yes. We need to hear from you, too. Um, wait, but we but, talking about... But there was a woman who weighed 120 pounds who ate two of them. No, she did not. Ate two of them. Oh, can who you imagine the, the stomach pain she must have had? Molly. Molly, a 128-pound housewife, holds the current record. Ate two of the 72-ounce steak challenges when she first came to Amarillo. When she was invited back in 2015... She broke her record by eating three of the 72-ounce steak meals in 20 minutes. Oh, my god! How is that How is that humanly, possible? like, physically possible? That's insane. Three in 20 minutes? Bobby Lee says the oldest person to ever eat the 72-ounce challenge was 64 years old, a grandmother. We're finding that women can really handle these 72 ounces. <laughs> The youngest person was 11, an 11 year old boy, oh. and he even wanted dessert after all was said and done. Wow. That sounds painful. How it's got to be something cost? about like the way their body does or doesn't break down food or something. Like that's got to be like an enzyme thing. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I don't, it's insane, but really cool place. You have to see it when you go to Amarillo. Yeah. And you have to, and, and Google it. You can watch people 
eat live. Like it's, <laughs> it is the weirdest thing. Yeah, but that's thing. the thing now too, is hearing people like chew on their foods and all the sound it makes and everything. That's a whole weird oh, thing. Oh, no, no. You don't hear any too. sound, but they just, you know, they, they, Inhaling they, just, their food. they just have them on there. But, um, Amarillo was absolutely amazing yeah. and, and just, you know, and Amarillo is one of those places, you know, we had done Odessa, we had done, um, Dallas, of course. Um, but Amarillo was one of those places where, you know, we had not, we got a lot of requests from Amarillo yeah, and we had not done it. So it was one of those places that I, I had told the team, I'm like, guys, let's, let's do Amarillo. Right. Yeah. And it turned out to be an amazing turnout. Yeah. I also didn't realize so I, I leave Amarillo that night mm-hmm. and it was like, I don't know, 56 degrees. Like it was kind of cool. They're having cool weather. Well, I told the guy that I go, man, I go, it's, what's up? It's cold here. And he goes, dude, we are not that far from Colorado. I was like, what? He they was like, have seasons. He goes, he goes, we're only 6,000 feet below Denver. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You don't think about it because yeah. Texas is so big. What is the evolution? <laughs> the evolution. Hold on. Let me try that again. What is the elevation of Amarillo, Texas? 3,671 um, feet. So just to give you an idea, Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh-huh. who we think is high, yeah. is only 5,000 square feet, Right. Isn't that crazy? So 3668, right? What is the elevation of Denver? So Denver's 5,000. Yeah. So they're only 2,000 feet away from Denver, but you don't think about it because when you think Amarillo, well, you think Texas. Texas. But they are way up in the panhandle. Yeah. Right? So they are, um, let's just look at this real quick. Everyone's learning their Texas geography today. No, but I, I, for me too, right? Like I found it really interesting um, how cold it was. And I'm like, man, it's, it's cold. But then you go, oh, crap. I mean, look, Colorado Springs is right there. Yeah. Right? What is the distance between Colorado Springs and Amarillo, Texas? <laughs> Google coming in clutch this episode, Steve Trevino. It's a five-hour drive to, to Colorado Springs. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, um, but we had a wonderful time. It was Garrett got to go on his own with you. That was special. That was the first, yeah, that was the first time that Garrett came on his own with his daddy on a road trip. Without mama. And we just had to because, you know, he's been missing me. I've been missing him. Um, And then, you know, Garrett sings that song while I was away. And man, it just, it just breaks my heart for, so those of you that, that, that travel for a living, uh, again, I've said it before on this podcast, Pat Green, While I Was Away. Oh, even the music video is beautiful. Beautiful song. Yeah. Um, well, I think we got through this podcast. Yeah. We were very concerned that we weren't. Um, <laughs> I, I have to apologize. I, I've had a really, really emotional rough day. And, and for that, I apologize. But um, we are here for you guys. And we hope, we hope that you enjoyed our podcast. We, we definitely love reading the comments. Um, and it was interesting because we did hear some comments that were like, ooh, we love when you bring other couples um, on the podcast. Uh-huh. But then we had a couple that were like, ah, we can do without the other couples. You guys are, are better by yourselves. Yeah. So, 
Um, can't make everybody happy. All we can do is do our best. Just nice to mix it up sometimes. I am Steve, and that is beautiful Captain Evil. Uh, I love you. You look beautiful. Thank Thanks, you. guys. We'll see you next time.